Hello, hello. Hello, I'm Kate. And I'm Allison. And we are the Itty Bitty, the Wedding, Itty Bitty Wedding Committee. The it- <laughs> <laughs> so good. You're doing great. You should have just kept going. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> awesome. All right. I'm really excited about this week's episode. I know I say that Me every time. too. Talking yeah. about... DJs, DJs, and partying. Well, yeah, I guess that's partying. Yeah, you know that solid three hours of dance floor time. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm uh, just scoping out our analytics for this week. Tell me. Um, yeah, so it looks like our latest episode, which we uploaded last week, um, currently has thirty plays. For hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is scheduled for this week. So I'm super excited. Um, and it has and, 400 plays. Right? Um, and I think the coronavirus part one episode is still our top episode. Yeah, I saw that a while a, bit, a while back. We had like, I think, close to 100 listens on that one. Yeah. Which makes sense because it's a hot topic. I feel like we could, do an, topic. we could do another one already. Just about Maybe all the new should. changes. Ugh, constantly talking about coronavirus. What could be better? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, is it that misery loves company and so everyone's miserable and just wants to keep hearing about Ugh. the coronavirus? I'm, well, I just, so I was telling you this a little bit earlier, but I feel like we need to just talk about everyone's mental health at the moment because we're going into COVID winter. We are so not prepared to just be inside and to be dealing with all of this, but now we're we're really about to be inside, inside. Right. (laughs) And we're getting seasonal depression and blah, blah, blah. Like, what are you doing to try to stay okay these days um honestly I'm just trying to not slack off on my physical health I know it's easy to do that it's easy to just like you know stay in bed and just be like fuck that class like I'm not gonna go but I think that's one of the things I've really been trying to do is just stay on top of my working out especially now that I found something that I actually really like to do and I actually Mm -hmm. like feel motivated to like get my ass up out of bed and actually like do so definitely that um and I don't know just continually doing things that make me feel good like nice watching spooky movies and baking I, I made like cinnamon it. rolls yesterday uh, did speaking you see of them on my care. Instagram <laughs> I, I don't know how I missed those but no yeah I was very proud of myself I've been wanting to learn how to like make cinnamon rolls from scratch for like the longest time and I'd been craving cinnamon rolls super hard and you know I think like and you know Ann Sather's yeah Anne Sather Sather's I don't know I say um, Sather I don't but think I don't they're, know why yeah so I was like I should go there and I'm like are they even open right now so I was like I'll just make my own and they came out pretty decent for it being my first time making them um rolling things in dough form is hard i'll just have everybody (laughs) know that and then i I immediately thought about that pumpkin roll that you made um and i was like how in the hell did she roll that thing because i'm struggling to just roll this damn cinnamon roll up you know what (laughs) i might i might actually make another one just because i'm doing the same thing where i need to and this is something i've known about myself for a long time i need to create and have creative projects. And if I don't constantly have that happening, I get very down. So 
I've been and baking doing a, counts as creating. Yeah, and I've been doing a bit of baking. I'm trying not to overdo it because it's hard to give food away these days when you're never seeing anyone. And I also don't want to have it all sitting around the house and yeah. just, you know, I'm not working out because I haven't been going to the gym. But I like never get fat. I don't understand how you like I mean, do that. Eh, you know, everyone's got their stuff, but I uh You look great. You look awesome. Eh. Well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, I just try to be level about like body image stuff and not get yeah. too obsessed with it because it's easy to do. But I am thinking I'll probably start going to the gym once the weather's bad, just because otherwise I will get depressed. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I want to start scoping out the gym again now yeah. and mm-hmm. see what it's like with all the COVID protocols and yeah. just make sure I'm mentally ready to go and I won't yeah. freak out when I go. <laughs> yeah. Where, what's the nearest gym by you? Uh, I go to one, I go to the Bucktown Athletic Club. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's it's good, but I just, I haven't wanted to go to the gym. Like my membership yeah. re-upped and I've been letting it ride because I know I'll probably use it. I don't want to cancel and lose <laughs> the rate that I'm grandfathered into. Yeah, yeah, but, oh, yeah. Because I've got, you know, I've had this since 2014, so I've got a cheaper mm-hmm. rate than what they charge now. But I, uh, I don't know. It's yeah. so freaky. And then other creative projects wise, um, what else have I been doing? I've been doing a lot of Halloween crafts and yeah, that's been fun. And did I tell you I'm working on a horror movie screenplay? Like just for the, yeah, you did tell me that a couple days ago. How's that coming along? It's actually going really well. I'm in the research phase for certain things and I have to uh, have a conversation with my mom who's a nurse slash attorney because I need her to tell me some really gross like body stuff yeah so I can keep it realistic but I mean it's just fun it's not like I expect to be some great screenwriter but I like yeah. the idea and I'm just thinking like okay I want to create the horror movie I would want to see because I don't get enough of those I like That's the very fun. bleak atmospheric like macabre stuff I don't like slashers and jump scares necessarily but just yeah. like moody creepy paranormal is what I go for yeah, that's awesome. That's <laughs> Which is fun. somehow a real mental health boost. Yeah, hey, whatever you can do. I got an awesome mental health booth, 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 um, designing digital invitations for our social distanced housewarming that we're trying to put together. Oh, I love it. It's, it's either going to be a shit show or it's going to be great. <laughs> Maybe both. Why not both? <laughs> but we just have a lot of like, you know, close friends and just figuring out like who to invite and how to do it. And we were like, we cannot have 30 people in our apartment. Like, I just, I will not allow it. So we're basically doing an all day thing. um, And we have people coming in increments. So it's basically like everyone's assigned a time block. This is when you're allowed to come. It's like a two and a half hour thing. And then we have a half hour in between to like clean and refresh and then the next small group of people will come so it's going to be interesting i like that are you like yeah. running fans and stuff too so if there's yeah so because yeah. like, my ac has a fan setting so that like i have a fan so we'll be putting all the precautions into place but it'll be fun oh that's um, so nice but then it's like we like we can't invite like everybody. So we're gonna we're planning like some other like low key things. Like our families are gonna do their own separate thing and like certain group of friends we're just doing our own separate thing. So it's gonna be fun though. It'll be like a nice way to like see people and be social before it starts to get dark and gross outside. Yeah. So that's super fun. 
um, which I was also like, I wanted to invite you to come, but then I was like, I want all the girls to come. So I'm fake planning like the whole team, <laughs> like a team. Cause that would just be really fun. And I would love to have all of us like over and hang out. Cause there's, is there four of us? There's, well, we are, yeah, we are now five. (laughs) Well, it depends. Um, So we also split up, like in my head, sometimes I split up the planning and the rentals, but, Mm -hmm. and then if we count the other assistants that you may or may Mm -hmm. not know, then we get more, but we've got five planners. Yeah. But then we've got like our core planners and then the ones were like once or twice a year, there are planners, you know, because it's a good match. So, yeah. So I was thinking of doing just like a fun, like, CVW girls night where we just get drunk and watch a movie or something. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We'll just it'll sit in fun. different rooms and we'll zoom the movie and <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be great. And then I was like, Oh, we should invite Kate and John over. And then I forgot that John is deathly allergic to cats. So he'd have to stand oh. outside. Yeah, he, um, <laughs> my mom has a cat now, and it's a cat that I pawned on her. Of course, I, I just, like, pushed it on her yeah. because that's what I do. I push pets. So we realized the first time he ever came to visit her, because he's only gone to her new house out east uh, twice, the first time it wasn't so bad with the allergies because she had just gotten the cat a few weeks mm-hmm. earlier. So he wasn't, f- like, as he says, the house wasn't all catted up yet. And this past time when we went out – it was rough. So we stayed there for two nights and he had a really hard time. We had to keep getting out of the house and he, the medication like just wasn't working. So we decided whenever we go to visit now, we're going to have to get an Airbnb or a hotel or stay with my brother. Who's like an hour, hour and a half away. So, uh, you know, no, he would definitely die in this apartment. (laughs) Yeah. Just Luna, (laughs) Luna everywhere. Yes. When we moved in together. Yeah. When, yeah, when we moved in together, did I tell you I had a 24-year-old cat? Mm-hmm. And she had died about a year before we moved in, a year and a half. No, she had died two years before we moved in together. But my stuff from my old apartment was still just so full of cat. Yeah. Um, just, you know, she was like on a storage box or she was just everywhere because I wouldn't notice. And we had to go through all my things and figure out what was still making him allergic. Because even months down the line, there were just, he couldn't go in the room I was keeping that stuff in while we narrowed it down. Oh my goodness. It's a mess. Yeah. Sometimes having men that are allergic to things. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) wait. He's not allergic, is he? He is fake allergic. Um. This is will always be a debate that we have. So he's not like like he won't die, um, but like I have a an air filter and like he can't like rub on her or pet her. Like she'll like rub on him like like on his legs when she's walking by and stuff. But like he won't like actively pet her and stuff like that. So it's like I would say it's like low allergy flare ups, but like mm-hmm. functional. Like he's not gonna die living in with my cat. Um, but it depends on like how furry the animal is. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was dying when we were <laughs> over at your house the other day. Really? He was. Just he when was we were like, when we were out on the roof. Yeah, he was like, "I love Hoagie, but I can't rub him because like his hair floats, oh, and then he's yes. just like dying." And he's been he's been very very sheddy. He's having a second yeah. shed this year. I so. was gonna say like it's probably that time of year for pets to shed because of like the season changing. So we probably picked the worst day to come over. <laughs> probably. Yeah. He was very shitty. Yeah. It's like you can make a hat out of his hair. 
Aw, think of how stinky and cute it would be. That actually, I saw that on Instagram. Someone brushed their cat and there was so much hair that they molded the the hair into different types of hats and yeah. put it on the cat's head. I should do my that. Friend, my friend in high school did that. She took her cat's hair and turned it into like wool. God help her poor parents because I think she boiled that cat hair on the stove and that could not Ew. have been pleasant. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> Teenagers are gross. Teenagers are nasty. I boycotted socks for a while. I was like, I don't need socks. I don't want them. And totally destroyed my shoes. It's, this I is when socks. I was like, I was 15. So don't think that was me recently, but I was disgusting. <laughs> I would just like Febreze my clothes instead of washing them. They'd all oh live on goodness. a pile on the floor. I was disgusting. <laughs> Happens right. to the best of us. Anyway. <laughs> Let's talk about DJs. Choosing a DJ, yes. Uh, so DJs are exciting, but one, also overwhelming because yeah. there's there's a ton. There's a lot of DJs out there. There's a and lot they of all DJs, have different styles, different yeah. approaches. Some do so, weddings, some don't. Some yeah, say they'll exactly. do a wedding, but they shouldn't. So <laughs> you had you had I've worked with that about, DJ. Just kidding. Oh yeah, I've worked with that DJ many times. Um, you had said you thought it was a good idea to start, and I agree. Just going over, okay, what does a DJ do at a wedding? What is a DJ? Because yes. you think about like a radio DJ, which is different. Yeah, and I just feel like there's a misconception, like. Because obviously when you're planning a wedding, there's money involved with having a wedding and, you know, it's natural for people to want to, you know, think of ways that they can be more cost efficient and, you know, cut costs in certain areas. Um, And sometimes the DJ is one of those areas where people try to cut costs um, by either hiring a friend who is not a DJ, don't do that, um, or, you know, maybe hiring someone who is charging a cheaper rate but they're not as experienced try not to do that um and just thinking i think there's a misconception that a dj is someone who's just there and they press play on a thing and it plays music like there's so much more to being a actual professional dj than just hitting play on a thing that plays music you know um so just got to put that out there and establish that um, before we dig deep into this conversation. Um, yeah. well, and like you were, oh, go ahead. No, 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 you. Um, and like you were saying, you know, there's a lot of responsibility that goes into being a DJ besides just the actual music because, you know, they're, you know, emceeing, you know, they're kind of, you know, responsible for the announcements and the overall flow for the evening. So there's a lot that goes into it and you definitely want to make sure that you're hiring somebody who knows what they're doing and who's done weddings before. Yes. And I think what's so important about a good DJ is the right one's going to say the right things the right way. Mm -hmm. They're not going to mess up their phrasing. They're not going to get weird and rude. They're They're not going to get drunk on the job. Oh God. Some do. Some do. Uh, They're going to really be able to direct the flow of the event the event to be fun and to read the crowd and reading the crowd is huge you don't that is important just like you said you know you're not just getting someone who presses play and then a song goes for three and a half minutes and then the next song starts and you sit through that intro they're they're blending the songs they're beat matching they're you know maybe they're not scratching and doing the whole club dj thing but they're really making sure that you know if they put a song on and it's just not hitting with your crowd and the dance floor clears out they're going to fade that out real fast and get to the next song Mm -hmm. so they're going to really be able to keep the party going in a way that you just couldn't if you didn't have either a dj or a good dj right right 
so yeah, I mean, I think that's a good way to start. And from here, I think the first step when you are figuring out what DJ you want to book is to think about your musical approach. So if you know as a couple that you want a DJ, you want someone playing recorded music for your entire event, let's assume it's a six hour event, great, okay, you've got them ceremony, you've got them for reception, you've got them for all of it. If you aren't sure, maybe you think I might want live music at some point, or I might want live music for all of it, or just for ceremony, or just cocktail hour, or I want different things, then you should probably wait a little bit longer on choosing a DJ and getting the yeah. process started with DJs, because in my opinion, live music is a little more limited in availability, especially when you want certain styles. So figure out what live music you want first and start connecting with live musicians and see what they say, see what their rates are, what their process is going to look like and go from there. Because maybe you aren't sure. You think maybe I want three hours of live music. Maybe I want three minutes. And those rates really vary and the availability really varies. So once you start to solidify that, then you can talk with your live musicians too about, all right, what would make sense for a DJ? Should I get a DJ for the whole time? Should I get a DJ for part of it? Do you work with any DJs do you like? that you Mm -hmm. like or do you have them in your company because it's a lot easier to fill in the gaps on um, once you've chosen the live music than it is to choose a dj and then fill in the gaps with live music when it might not quite flow and click as well yeah no that makes a lot of sense and from there so let's just you know for the sake of most of this episode assume that you're getting a DJ for the whole thing. That said, maybe you're not. Maybe you're getting a DJ just to play the recorded music and you do want some live music at some point. You want a Mm -hmm. live band later on for some of the dancing or you want uh, ceremony live music or who knows. So just see what you want recorded, see what the DJ can do. They're still going to very likely be on for the whole event. It just makes no sense because you're probably not going to want to have them setting up during the event if everyone's going to see that and they can't be sound checking then. Mm -hmm. So you're probably going to have them the whole time and that's helpful just to fill in the gaps because the DJ would make announcements, but your string musicians for the ceremony wouldn't. The string musicians for the ceremony wouldn't bring in a mic for the officiant if the officiant needs one. So it can be really helpful to have the DJ the whole time, even if you do have a live music component. Yeah. I think you brought up some really good points too. Um, especially with like the ceremony. Cause I think people, when they think, Oh, we have to hire a DJ, they mostly just kind of think about the reception and Mm -hmm. the cocktail hour, but you know, the DJ definitely does a lot of legwork during the ceremony too, especially if you're having a ceremony or a DJ for the majority of the day. Um, You know, they're going to be the ones that, you know, might be responsible for the different musical cues that are happening during the ceremony. Um, And, you know, like you said, like some of that equipment that they just bring, you know, that a a string ensemble might not have like a microphone um, or like a, you know, a microphone stand for the officiant, like you said. So just kind of keep that in mind too, thinking about what your ceremony is going to look like when you're thinking about um, what your musical approach is going to be. Because the ceremony is just as important with music as it is, you know, as the reception is. Well, and prelude music too. So Mm -hmm. maybe you're going to have some live music, but you only have them for certain things. You do want to make sure you have prelude music covered for at least about 15 minutes before the ceremony starts, just so when guests enter, they don't enter to silence. And to that end, you want to look when you're choosing a DJ uh, at a contract to make sure that 
they're going to cover prelude music because yeah. if you see a contract that says six hours, well, your typical event is going to be six hours. So if you want six hours and 15 minutes or six hours and 30 minutes, you're going to want a contract for that. And there's probably an additional charge if they're breaking yeah. it out that way. And mm -hmm. that's not to say you need to know right away when you book, that's something you can add on later, but just keep it in mind, you know, if your DJ quotes you X amount of money, it might be X amount of money plus another 30 minutes for prelude music if we didn't include that. Right. So when you're thinking about your musical approach, definitely as a couple, you probably already know what music you like. Mm -hmm. And I do recommend taking that with a grain of salt because you want to consider not only the music you like, but the music your older family members like, the music mm -hmm. your friend, different friend groups and coworkers like. And just knowing, you know, I have really kind of all over the map musical taste, but if I try to put on some like weird experimental noise rock, <laughs> that's not going to work. It can be a song yeah. I love, but if I try putting on some industrial music, that's not going to work. <laughs> um, that's not going to get a dance floor going. So just keep in mind, you do want your DJ to kind of be able, able to cover all the bases and meet people halfway so they can enjoy the dance floor. It's not just about what you two as a couple like. You want stuff right. that's danceable, that's going to get people moving, and you want to give the DJ enough wiggle room to make some of those executive decisions when they see what the crowd likes and when they start yeah. hearing those requests from people. So, yeah. You know, and speaking just, of music that people like, think about what you don't like. Yes. So, <laughs> The really, infamous no playlist. <laughs> the no playlist is so important. And some it DJs is. will come with a no playlist where they're like, all right, we're not I going don't to play, play the chicken dance. <laughs> I'm not going to play any line dances. Like no chicken dance, no cha-cha slide, no like square dance stuff. I've never had a square dance request. I've never just, seen that either. But hey, sometimes uh, you got to cover all your bases, right? Yeah. I have people, <laughs> ones who rightfully so will not play Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy because it's kind of the worst. Mm -hmm. uh, just, you know, certain things that they're not going to play. Some people, a lot of times they'll even ask like, hey, is it cool to play Michael Jackson or not? Because once the Michael Jackson documentary came out, a lot of DJs just kind of took it off their regular rotation unless it got yeah. requested. Mm -hmm. um, we've also, and this made me so sad. I realized recently, and this is not the saddest thing about this story, so <laughs> please don't think I'm being insensitive, but we've lost ignition forever. We have our, lost ignition. Our and Kelly, step, in the of, step in the name of love. He ruined it for everybody. Damn I him. believe I can fly. I wish. So yeah, I mean, maybe don't be garbage, R. Kelly, and we could still listen to those awesome bangers. And now we've lost them forever. So he is garbage all around. Anyway, maybe we'll <laughs> cut that later because I just went off on a totally new subject. But yeah, you do want to think about um, what kind of musical style your DJ has. Are they more of a club DJ? Mm -hmm. Are they more of a wedding specific DJ? Are they you know, just what's their level of, um, there's not really a good way to phrase this, but what's their level of cheesiness? Yeah, so, that's fair. You know, there's see, definitely that like stereotypical in air quotes wedding DJ and yeah, yeah that's definitely yeah. a thing. And if that's your thing, that's great. And if that's not your thing, then you can definitely hire a different style DJ. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend when you're thinking about DJs, just because you saw one in a club, it doesn't mean they're a good wedding DJ. Right. Just because your friend says they can DJ, it doesn't mean they're a good wedding DJ because they do. They really need those MC skills and they need mm -hmm. to know how to appeal to everyone for a wedding. 
So you want to think about that. You're also going to want to think about, are there any cultural or language concerns? So do we want somebody who's bilingual? Do we want somebody who knows a lot of very specific music? So sometimes mm-hmm. I'll hear uh, from a couple, you know, we, our parents really want to hear like these certain Polish songs or our parents really want to hear like these certain songs from India or they want to hear whatever. And we want to make sure we get a DJ who um, knows how to accommodate that. And that might be the DJ being honest and saying, Hey, you know, I'm not super familiar with this, which is fine. Um, But could you send me these songs? Then I'll like listen to them in advance. So I know them and I'll download them and I'll make sure they get played. Right. So just, you know, have those conversations and, to the club DJ end, uh, just if you do find a DJ who's billed more as a club DJ, make sure that they're going to be a team player. So just because That's somebody important. knows how to really be editorial with their selection and knows a club, like, great, okay, but your wedding isn't a club. Your wedding needs to get some of the classics played. Your wedding needs to not just have a very particular genre played. And yeah. it's not so much about the technical skill of like, are all right, are you scratching? Are you doing this? Are you, you know, juggling the tables? That's not what it's about. It's about just like play the music people want to hear and get get it playing for the right time, you know, get that vibe going. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's an important point that you made is, you know, make sure that your DJ is going to be a team player because I think people underestimate how integral a DJ can be in a wedding and how, things can easily run off the rails if the DJ is not a team player. And I think it's important that we clarify that because, you know, there are certainly, you know, people that are DJs that think, oh, like, I'm a DJ, I'm the wedding DJ, like, this is my show, like, this is my moment, this is my time. And it's like, it's not, it's not about the DJ, like, it's not their time to shine, it's not their show, like, they have to make sure that they know that, this is a wedding and they're providing a service and it's not about them. And I think that that's just an important thing that you want to make sure that your DJ has, because like I said, there, it's a very integral, integral piece of the overall wedding planning team. You know, DJs work very closely with the planner and making sure that, you know, the flow of the night is going well and things are happening in a timely manner and things like that. So they have to be on board with those things and being on board with, you know, making sure they're on the same page with the timeline and with the photographers and the videographers and all the other vendors that are involved. So that's super important. They have to Um, know, I agree. They have to know how to handle weddings too, because they need to understand how important it is to get certain info in advance and stick to Mm -hmm. it. So they can't just decide to go into overtime at the venue because they want to play another couple of songs. It doesn't work that way with a wedding. They mm-hmm. need to be sure they're pronouncing people's names correctly. They that need is so to be important. Sure they're not going off on a smoke break right when something important needs to happen. And they need yes. to have that level of professionalism that comes with being a wedding DJ and an event DJ and not a club DJ because right. I've seen it many times. There are vendors who want to hit the bar and I can tell the bar like, hey, they're cut off, but it might take me a drink or two to catch that they went yeah. and did that. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, not good form, but it does happen. So you want someone who really gets weddings, who's going to have their behavior on lock, who's going to have their mm-hmm. attire on lock, who's going to have just all the details on lock. That's what you want. It's got to be someone who gets all of that stuff and how important it is to get it right. So they're bringing, yeah. you know, even the right equipment and stuff like right. that. If yeah. you're getting and a, friend not, DJ, a friend DJ, a friend and DJ, and we're not trying not to great. scare you. Like we're not trying to scare anyone. We're just 
what's we're bringing awareness to things that we have both experienced in the past of just working with DJs at weddings. And these are things that, you know, we just want, you know, you guys to be aware of when you're making this very big decision. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't need to be this painstaking decision, but I think a lot of the point of going a little more in depth on this is to clarify to people that you really do want to take this decision seriously because just because you like to DJ somewhere else or you think someone else can do this, it doesn't really mean that they can and that they're going to be super good at it. And if they're not a professional who is seasoned enough to understand the importance of all this, they might not show up prepared. You know, they might not bring the right gear and you do, you need to talk with them about, do you need another speaker set up for this room? Do you need, Mm -hmm. uh, what do you need table wise or whatever? And you just want to make sure they, they come ready to rock. You know, they have backup gear. Like if a cord fails, they have another one. If a mic fails, they have another one and a professional wedding DJ will be able to have all of that taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect segue into the personality of the DJ. Mm-hmm. So DJs obviously come in all personality types. Um, and so you really want to, you know, explore the DJs, like maybe like whether it's an independent DJ or whether it's like a DJ company, really exploring, you know, what you feel is going to be a good fit for you and your partner and what's going to be a good fit for the overall tone that you're trying to set for your wedding. Um, some DJs are very kind of, you know, outspoken and theatrical and that's fun for people. Maybe that's your style. Maybe you want someone that's a little bit more direct and to the point and, or maybe you want someone who, you know, can do a really good job of emceeing, but, you know, can throw in that club style. So really just trying to figure out, you know, what your personality fit is and just making sure that it's someone who, um, can not only play the music that you like, but is also, understanding of like what your goal your overall goals are for that aspect of your wedding and just making sure that it's like they're on your team like they're they're on your side Mm -hmm. yeah are they going to be kind of funny and goofy are they Mm going to be a little more buttoned up do they get maybe too chatty or Mm -hmm. do you like that and I think to that end it's nice it's not foolproof and it's not always possible but it's nice to see if you can see you know some videos of sets and stuff like Mm -hmm. that of course the sound quality will be lacking if you see that and you always want to take into account like they're playing for the client so maybe because you're seeing that set and they had a song you didn't like in there that isn't the end of the world right um it just means that that was more to that client's taste but it can be helpful to see that DJ in action. You can also get a sense of um, just what do they sound like? How often do they talk? Stuff like that. Uh, sometimes I've had clients ask if they can go see a DJ play, but really if they're only doing private events, that won't be a possibility. Right. So you're just going to have to take their word. You can maybe talk to some references. You can ask around. I think getting referrals is always the best way to go. So Find the people who have been referred to you by other happy vendors or happy couples Mm -hmm. and talk with them because they have that real-time experience with them and they know what it's like to work with them. And they were happy at the end of the day, which is great. (laughs) Most importantly. (laughs) Very, very most importantly. So if you're looking around online, just make sure you're getting somebody reputable and make sure you're getting somebody experienced and do a little more due diligence when it comes to checking their references and figuring out if they'll be a good fit for you, you know, finding out where they play and how long they've been doing this and yeah, getting answers to those questions. All that Uh, good stuff. 
And when you consult with the DJ, what are some of the things to do? What are some of the questions to ask or some of the things to look for? Yeah, I would definitely say a lot of the things that we kind of have touched on thus far are very valid questions that people are more than, you know, able to ask, Um, whether that like you can totally ask the people like, what style of music do you normally play? You can ask them what their style is. You can ask them, how do they emcee? Like you can ask them those kinds of questions for sure. Um, And, you know, even if you want to go down that road of like the the what ifs road, like, okay, well, what do you do if, you know, you have equipment that isn't working or like, who do you have like a designated backup if for some reason you're not available, like those kinds of things. Um, And maybe I'm just biased because I have a planner's perspective, but I mean, Hey, like, you know, some of the things that we're talking about, you can definitely ask, you know, during your consultation and, most of most of the DJs will be more than happy to answer those questions for you. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, that's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's good to ask too, what do you do and not do? So one of the things that comes up for me a lot is DJs who bring lights and, you know, those extra dance floor enhancers. And I don't yeah. personally love them, but I just always like to know in advance where the client's at with that and where the DJ's at with that. Because yeah. some DJs do this automatically and it's not in their contract. You don't know they're bringing them. So just make mm-hmm. sure the client's okay with that. Some DJs do have this in their contract that it's included. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, you just will want to touch base with the client about what level of that do they want. And some DJs will charge extra for this. So then you know if the client booked it, they definitely want it. Um, yeah, exactly. So stuff like that's helpful. You'll want to know what their setup looks like too. Just I was they, just thinking that. Mm-hmm. Do they bring a lot of promo material? Mm-hmm. Is that something you're okay with? Or do you want something more neutral that isn't really branded? Right. Uh, you're going to just want to make sure that everything is going to be a match for your style and your personality. And there really isn't a wrong or right answer for that. It's more about mm-hmm do they click for you and do they feel like they're going to click for your wedding? Yeah. How do you feel about like DJ, like the way that people price their services? Cause I know that, you know, people kind of price things a little bit differently. Um, some DJ or DJ companies, they might have like an hourly rate, whereas other companies, they might have more of a flat rate that includes X amount of time. Um, do you kind of want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. And I, I don't think it's a, a big issue either way. If you get someone who has an hourly rate, fine. That makes sense. Uh, more likely, they're if they're going to have an hourly rate, they do stuff other than weddings too. So they do shorter mm-hmm. events and that's why they have that. But as long as they're experienced with weddings, that's fine. And usually if you're getting a rate from a DJ, it'll be for um, typically a six-hour package, but maybe mm-hmm. they'll do six hours and 15 minutes if you ask during booking and that it would make a difference in getting you to book. Um, maybe they have a seven hour package just to cover all the bases or, you know, they encourage you to do an after party with them. And then that's a different conversation to have. So Mm -hmm. I would say I more typically for wedding DJs, we'll see that we have a flat rate and then you can add things on from there, but pretty much the bulk of what you need would be included in that flat rate, unless you're bringing in extra speaker setups or unless they bring an assistant, sometimes they'll do that just so the Mm -hmm. assistant can set up and haul their gear and then haul it away at the end of the night. And um, usually the only issue there is if there's an assistant fee, you're probably also paying for an assistant meal. 
which mm-hmm. isn't a huge deal. It's just, that's the way some DJs operate and that's fine. It is in no way a scam. It's just because that right. gear is a massive pain and that's why yeah. they have one. Yeah. And sometimes it just makes the load in a lot smoother when they have an extra pair of hands to yeah. help them get set up and have things move on, move along a little bit quicker. Definitely. Um, and then the other thing too, is some of those other things that we mentioned, like lighting and, you know, some of those other extra things, like if they're if it might be included in the package it might not it might be part of the hourly services it might not so like kate said just ask and clarify like what's included and what's not um and if there's anything that you're looking for that isn't included you know ask and see if that's something that they can provide and if they can't they might be able to refer you know you to someone who can provide those additional extra things for you definitely i think once you are more in the what does the rest of this process look like point. So you're ready to Mm -hmm. move forward. You just want to know what that whole planning process is going to look like with the DJ. You can ask more about that. So you can find out, are they going to have a portal, some online login where they want me to get everything filled out? Are they going to reach out to me four weeks before the day or three months before the day or two weeks before the day, which would be cutting it very close. That would freak me out. (laughs) (laughs) But just as an example. So what do their timelines look like? And are they going to help guide you through these decisions? They very likely will. And they're going to have a lot of little detailed questions for you too. Like, do you want us to fade your first dance early? Or do you want to play the whole thing and stuff like Mm -hmm. that? So they'll want to connect with you when you get closer to the day. I think a big thing to consider is what's your comfort level if you don't know the DJ you're working with when you book. Mm-hmm. And I personally prefer when I know exactly which DJ my clients will be working with and they work with that DJ the whole time. So yeah. there's no guesswork. There's no hoping we do hear back a month out about who the DJ assigned is going to be, but some companies do it that way. So if you're working with a DJ company that assigns your DJ a little bit closer to the wedding day, just make sure you're comfortable with that. And also make sure you're going to be comfortable if In my experience, you know, if they say we're going to assign your DJ four weeks out, that isn't always the case. A lot of the time it can be two or three weeks out. So just make sure you're okay with that and that that wouldn't make you feel stressed. And if that's not an issue for you, totally fine. If you trust that company and you like their rates and all that, totally fine. Just be aware that that could happen because that's what I've seen. Um, Do we want to talk about what the day of looks like? As far like, as the DJ's responsibilities? Uh, I mean, that that's, a that's up to you. I feel like the client's never really going to see that. Yeah, I think if I were Behind the training, scenes. yeah, if I, were, if I were training a planner, I'd be like, okay, and here's what we're looking for with the DJ. But yeah. I don't think the client needs to think about any of that. What do you think? Yeah, the day of, usually it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I say, say a pet peeve I have? Yes. Okay. So a pet peeve I have, and I don't know that this bothers the clients and I've never said anything to anyone about it, but I don't really love when vendors um, kind of like try to grab the client and take them away from their party to like take a selfie with them or. I have never seen that. That's like, like, that's like a weird thing to do. (laughs) I I see it sometimes and I usually will see it from a DJ or an officiant. And I feel like if the client asks for that, that's one thing, but I've never asked my clients to take a picture with me on the wedding day because it's not about me getting that picture. It's about them enjoying these really fleeting moments that have nothing to do with them trying to help the vendors promote. Right. it just weirds me out. It weirds me out when that happens. If you're a yeah. DJ listening, please reconsider doing that. Um, if all the couples vendors did that, it would be 
just, you know, that's, that's not what they're trying to do on their wedding day. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other thing too, as far as just like day of things that come to mind is be like, have a conversation with your DJ about, you know, anything that you don't want to happen or that you don't want to allow aside from just like, we don't like this song. So if you're like, Hey, if anyone comes up asking to do a speech and they're not on the speech. Oh God, no, never let them. them. Never. (laughs) Make sure you have that conversation. A good wedding DJ will know that anyway. Like they're not letting that happen, but yeah, yeah, it it does sometimes. Mm -hmm. And same thing for requests. So Mm -hmm like how firm are we on no requests or requests are okay? If, cause if we're a no requests couple, maybe the DJ will, if someone's being very insistent, they'll come up to the planner and say, Hey, like, you know, mom over here really wants this song. And yeah. And the couple can say yay or nay, but uh, it's nice to have that conversation early on about, are we okay with some requests or are we not? And I also think in the era of COVID, we're trying to avoid requests because we don't want people going up and talking closely with the DJ, especially if right. they've been drinking and forgot to put their mask back on, right. which and happens. The, the DJ has to put up like the, the, the cross yes, sign. Yes, like the sign of the cross. Just uh, get up. <laughs> I, I have been calling people plague people. Oh my goodness. I, I like the term. I had I found a plague family at Aldi last week. Oh my god. The, the whole family had their their masks down halfway past their mouths. Whole big plague family shopping at Aldi all in a big group and I kept just like being chased by them around the store trying to avoid going down an aisle with them. If only but it was I'm, acceptable to just spray Lysol in people's general direction <laughs> when they're not I, wearing a mask. <laughs> I think I would definitely not get punched if I tried that. Oh also, I would feel so guilty. I wouldn't do that, but I, I would just, you know, it's just like a cute little mini bottle of Lysol and just I mean, <laughs> spray in the grocery Yeah, really. Store. But let's be real. All I do is I just do my like dagger eyes, you know, and just like yeah. make my eyes as angry as they can look through my mask. Like, yeah. how dare you? Some, sometimes like I'll be walking by someone, like I'll have my mask on and someone like won't have theirs on and they'll like see me with mine on and they'll like quit quickly like put their yeah. on while they're walking past me like that happens sometimes but they probably take it off as soon as they walk past me anyway yeah I will stare at people as I go into the street if they're forcing me into the street because they're being jerks with no masks I'll just like watch them but again this is just me being petty nobody notices this this is just me being petty the moral <laughs> but it makes me feel better in a pandemic don't go up to the DJ and ask for requests because yeah seriously just you don't want particles flying in their face yeah especially (laughs) like in general I've been putting it in my timelines in like all caps bright yellow highlights do not ever approach a vendor without wearing a mask and it still happens yeah it does but my hope is that we can really like cut off some of that behavior so it doesn't become this slippery slope where all of a sudden everyone starts doing it like it's on their radar and most people are good about it yeah speaking of speeches that was another thing um another topic request that we got it didn't like they didn't respond to the um the little thingy to that oh, collect all the responses like they just like messaged me directly but we did have a request to talk about speeches and just navigating that aspect of your wedding nice so we'll put that on the list also, I feel like I should say now for the rest of this conversation, I think we're done with the DJ topic. I yeah. think we covered all we can. So now we're just talking. So if you yes. were here to actually listen about DJ selection, you can peace out. We're done. We're yes. good. <laughs> um, well, in that case, uh, where can everybody find us? 
Oh, now we're done. I like talking with you. I know. We, uh, but we usually talk afterwards. So that's true. <laughs> uh, they can find us on Instagram at IBWC underscore podcast. Yay. And then email us at committee at gmail.com. Have we had gotten any emails? Oh, I didn't check in the last few days. I mm. think we have. I'm just desperate for an check. email. <laughs> I'll send an email. <laughs> It'll be for me. <laughs> and I'll, I'll respond. We'll just be like emailing back and forth to each other on the same account. And shout so. out to the people who submitted topic suggestions for us last week. We really appreciate it. We've already mm. started talking about um, incorporating some of the suggestions into some future episodes. So we're super excited about that. I um, really, really love, I think we're going to, were we thinking we would do the DIY one next? Like what can, is okay to DIY, DIY and what's kind of a bad idea? We should do it. I like it. So um, I think, oh, her name started with a K and I can't think of her name. We'll look it up. We'll shout her out. Oh, uh, that was Kaylin. Kaylin. Thank you, Kaylin. She is a fellow bridesmaid um, in my best friend's wedding that's happening next year. Oh, Nice. Yeah, I love her. She also wants to be my partner on the new Supermarket Sweep show, and I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> Leslie, wait, Leslie Jones is hosting that, right? Yes, I'm so My mom excited. loves her so much. I love my her. My mom She's loves hilarious. her. And oh. I love Supermarket Sweep. Um, they uploaded all the old episodes on Amazon Prime, and so me and Jesus were watching those, and we got, like, really into it. We were like... It was like it was like we were in like a live studio audience for Supermarket Sweep in the 80s or something like that. John and I talk about a lot, like what would our strategy be in Supermarket yeah. Sweep? And I, I've come up with some good ones and I can't remember them now. And I feel like all of mine are cheating. Yeah. Would you be the person like running, getting the groceries or would like, would you do that? Well, I can't remember if they have a pharmacy. If they have a pharmacy, I would get just all the I don't think stuff. they have a pharmacy, but, but they I feel like medical, like they have like things in the medicine aisle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that but he just was like, "I'm gonna get all the groceries because I can carry more stuff," and I'm like, "That's fair." I think I'd get expensive cheese. I think I would get meat, expensive cheese. Lots of meats. The ham legs, those huge ham legs, <sighs> right? And like diapers. Diapers are expensive, but they're so bulky. They the are problem bulky. with the diapers is they're too bulky. Garbage cans. Really. Those? People forget about the garbage cans. Grab five of those things. Really? Yeah. Dog oh my food. God. Gotta get dog the dog food. food. But that's heavy. I think I'd be a cheese girl. But it, it all depends on if they let you keep it at the end. I highly doubt it. Because then but I would definitely thing, go for the cheese. I was like, do you get to keep the sweater afterwards? Because I really like that sweater. <laughs> with the number, <laughs> like the team sweater with yeah. the numbers on it. I always used to want one of those from, um, what was that show? Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh, <gasps> yeah. That'd be a what good Halloween costume. Been? I was a Barracuda. Uh, I like Barracuda because I like to say Barracuda. Um, I don't know. I didn't really have a preference for any of the particular animals. I just wanted to be on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I didn't. I actually didn't want to be on the show because I was really afraid of those tree people jumping yeah. out at me. I like don't the, like. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would definitely get snatched up and like ruin it for the team. <laughs> I would pee. I would just straight up like cry and pee. And I have to leave haunted houses early for all my love of horror. I don't like being personally startled. Yeah. The last time I went into a haunted house, I had to leave through the emergency exit because I was too scared. I Can couldn't you imagine handle the going tension. to a haunted house right now? Oh, that'd be I would just be in there with my can of Lysol. <laughs> 
They're doing at Morgan Manufacturing, starting on the 15th, they're doing like a fake The Shining where you're in the Overlook Hotel in room 237 and there's this whole The Shining-esque experience and I kind of want to do it. I'm intrigued. Yeah, because I don't think that'd be scary and I just, The Shining is one of my all-time favorite movies that I've seen way too many times. So I would, I think I'd like to go. Spooky season is the best. It is. I'll be sad I wish I could see more spooky weddings. I have, well, I was going to have a spooky wedding this year. My brides are, two spooky weddings, actually. I was going to have nice. one that would have already happened. Um, shout out to Alex and Alex, if they're listening. And then I also had um, my brides for Halloween weekend, who were going to have a super cool, like very different kind of spooky wedding. But we yeah. had like two very unique Halloween designs. They Both of these clients brought me in to help with design, among some other things. Damn the and pandemic. I know, seriously. Robbing me of spooky weddings. Yes, for many, many, many reasons. But on that list is robbing us of spooky weddings. How dare you, COVID? Because I love a good, like, different, like, kind of dark, but still romantic type of vibe. Maybe I should have a spooky wedding. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that goes against the aesthetic that we've we've agreed upon. (laughs) Uh, Well, just, you know, do some... Do one spooky element. No, I don't think I don't think I could make that happen. Like, I would want it to be like a certain way, and I, it, it would it would either have to be like that, or it it wouldn't it wouldn't work. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, I I would have enjoyed that. The only mine wasn't spooky. It was February, and I couldn't do anything like that because John hates all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like the the spookiest we got was I did bring in taxidermy because I love taxidermy. And my getting ready dress was like a puffy black lace dress, which I loved. But that was it. Everything else was very like girly and bright. And you saw yeah, it was it's not gonna be very girly and bright. And not because I necessarily want it to be girly and bright. It's because someone else wants things to be bright and wants all white flowers. It sounds like a Christmas song. May your weddings be girly and bright. No, I want spookiness. Oh, that's fair. I mean, just <laughs> turn it really, really like macabre and don't tell him and see what happens. It'll be, be the so great way to start your marriage. He'd be so mad. I could yeah, probably just... swing like a Harry, like a unofficial Harry Potter themed wedding though. I could swing that. Hmm, that's not bad. That's something. That could be a that's thing. Haunted castle. It's going to happen. He just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> Good. I like it. Blend I'm glad he doesn't things. listen to the podcast because I'm just over here conspiring. <laughs> Well, I was going to say that's terrible, but I told you about John calling whenever he plays the podcast a pity listen. Yeah. So it's like, oh, let me hit play and not listen. Turn to it me. all the way down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. Well, I feel uh, like we're time. good. Thank you for listening, everyone. And we'll see you guys next week. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Talk to you. Talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.